This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at all the Easter motorsport action from the mountain. I hope you stay with us. Richard Crowell joins us on the line as we look at the Bathurst Motorsport Festival. And uh, it really is the third tier of uh, this motor racing giant circuit in Mount Panorama Bathurst, Richard. Yeah, Craig, g'day. Uh, first time for the, the Bathurst Motor Festival since, well, basically since 2008. To cut a long story short, the event that we now know and quite actually love as the 12-hour uh, began as the Bathurst Motor Festival in 2006. 12-hour was introduced in 07. That's sort of grown its own wings and turned into its own event. The, the Armourall Bathurst 12-hour, it's now in February. Um, there used to be an Easter event run by the Festival of Sporting Cars organisation out of Sydney. They couldn't come to terms to run at Bathurst this year, so there was a, an opening. So, new event created, Bathurst Motor Festival, uh, a mixture of national level and uh, state level categories and some regularity competition as well, and an opportunity, you know, it was really designed for people who otherwise wouldn't get the opportunity to drive at Mount Panorama. The result was about 270-odd entries, uh, good solid crowds over the three days, a fantastic atmosphere, perfect weather, I will say. And um, in the end, a really, really positive weekend. And I think there's um, there's a great future for that kind of thing at Mount Panorama and opening up the track to um, to people who wouldn't ordinarily get a Guernsey at the 12-hour meeting or at the, the Bathurst 1000. What was the range of cars that you were looking at out there? <laughs> quite remarkable actually we had uh, Aussie racing cars Commodore Cup as the the main sort of draw cards in terms of categories so they're all quite well known to people around the Aussie motorsport scene but we had regularity so we had Porsche Club of New South Wales and the New South Wales Road Racing Club so they had everything from Monaros to Tiranas to Falcons down to MX-5s to Daihatsu Charades to everything Uh, production sports cars had just about the same only going a lot quicker um, saloon cars were there, Formula Ford were there, so it really had just something for everyone, which I think was part of its appeal and why so many people came out and uh, and had a look and why it did get a, a, quite a lot of positive press. So, you know, there really was something for everyone between, you know, open wheelers to nimble GT cars to big V8s and Holden versus Ford battles and, and everything else in between. What was the feeling from the competitors who got to have a run at Bathurst and from also the chance to be part of a a new tiered event that was really designed and catered for their level of motorsport yeah i think over overly generally very positive i only spoke to the guys that that actually finished on the podium for the most part um in in my role at the event doing the media i sort of looked after all the podium presentations as well and a lot of the guys and girls as well that that were racing there some of them hadn't raced there before. Some of them hadn't even been there before. Um, so for some of them to get out on the podium was actually a, a fantastic experience. And, and one of them said to me, you know, I'd never been here before this weekend. Now I've stood on the Bathurst podium where the greats like Brock and Scaife, and of course they're talking about the old podium, which doesn't exist anymore, but it's all uh, all relevant. You know, where those guys have stood looking out over a smaller crowd, but a crowd nonetheless, uh, and that famous bit of tarmac. So... You know, that alone, they said, was, was worth the, the price of dragging a racing car there and entering and, and competing. But I think a lot of them were, were really happy that the event didn't become just another national-level event. 
it was actually geared to some state level categories like the production sports car guys and and other categories like that which you know at a shannon's nationals round or something like that don't get a chance to race so i think that's part of its appeal and i think that's why so many came up the other thing i think was really good craig was the fact it was over easter and i reckon probably 60 percent of competitors there came up on the thursday morning um and stayed until either monday night or uh, or tuesday to really wrap up that long long weekend we had over easter so you know at the same time we injected some some money into the uh local economy and people got to have a holiday so i think overly very well received mm. and interesting that it was an unticketed event for the fans so if someone did want to come to bathurst it wasn't as if though you're asking a, a large amount of money for a new event which no one really knew what it'd be like yeah exactly and i think to be fair you probably couldn't charge standard race meeting fare to get into it i don't think for, for what the categories are there, with all due respect to them, and the racing across the board was superb, so there's no doubt that there was value for money, uh, or as we said in commentary at the weekend, value for no money. Um, but I, it was a great initiative to open it up and to let people just wander in. It cost them a minimum of five bucks to get in, donation to the Cancer Council of New South Wales. So it was for a great cause. So for a family of four, they could get in for 20 bucks. It's all going straight to charity, um, and they could wander around the track they could go up the top of the mountain there were food stalls and they could go right through the paddock and basically wander into the garage as if they wanted to meet and greet the racing car drivers so you know it really opened up a whole new level of access one thing that was really interesting craig was there's a, a team's catering area cafeteria in one of the suites above the pit garages now joe bloggs punter never gets an opportunity or rarely gets an opportunity to go in the paddock let alone into the suites above the track, but that was open to the public. So people were able to go upstairs in the pit building and look out over the balcony onto the pit straight and watch cars go by. And people get a buzz for that. It's Bathurst, it's, it's, it's the holy grail. So I think that was the, the great reaction we got. And, and I think if it continues, that will only build and grow. And word of mouth will help uh, help spread that news when you hear motorsport festival you think of speed on the tweed and of course the goodwood festival of speed is that got any place in what we were seeing at the bathurst motorsport festival uh well those events are more oriented around a hill climb rather than a a circuit race but and bathurst not a hill climb well well <laughs> it is a hill climb isn't it? it's the biggest hill climb of the lot um Look, I think it does have a place, and, and purely with my racer fan hat on rather than my event hat on, I think um, long term it would be great to see more of that kind of thing there and, and open up more of the area to that kind of competition. So, you know, there are plenty of dirt roads through the middle of Mount Panorama. It wouldn't be that difficult, and they've done it before, to have a rally stage there. Uh, and I was talking to Simon Evans, who raced there in Commodore Cup, and he said, you know, we had a, a special stage right through the middle of Mount Panorama, right up the guts of the track, up to the inside, and then down through the paddock area. So, you know, in theory, it, it's not uh, not inconceivable that that could happen. I'd like to see, you know, more campers turn up and, and have a real sort of festival-style camping atmosphere, maybe put on a concert with a, a local band or something like that. I, I think that there really could be a, a great opportunity to build a festival-style event 
around uh, around Easter. But that requires money. It requires investment from from be it sponsors or categories or partners or whoever it might be, because you need to make sure you can get that return. And and then you'd have to look at obviously ticketing and getting people in through the gate. But I I think those events are becoming more and more popular. Uh, and Bathurst seems to me to be the ideal place to do it, especially on a long weekend when people can go up there and have a holiday at the same time. Mm. Now, we've only got a minute left, so uh, uh, we are about to tick into the month of May, which means Indianapolis 500 oh. time. What have you thought about the IndyCar racing up to this point? Oh, it's been good, hasn't it? It's been really competitive. We've had a couple of different winners from the three races. Uh, our own willpower is looking very, very strong, but Ryan Briscoe bounced back very well at Long Beach. Fantastic story that Mike Conway won the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach. You know, 12 months ago, he'd broken back. He was in, in traction. He was in a bad, bad way. Uh, Michael Andretti, Andretti Autosport, gave him a, a lifeline. They said, we will sign you if we can find the backing. We're going to back you to the hilt. We're going to get put you in a race car. He tested well. He was competitive at St. Pete at the first round. Tough round at Barber for round two, but, gee, awesome drive. He passed Will Power and Dario Franchitti, Two fastest guys in IndyCar racing of the last 20 years to win one of the most prestigious races outside of Indy. So, great story. Gee, they're in Brazil this weekend, but the month of May is looking superb. Something like four four cars qualifying for 33 spots. So, it's been a long time since we've seen that kind of bumping. There's some big names that are going to be bumped out of that motor race, and uh, I cannot wait, Craig. It's going to be fantastic. All right. Thanks very much for joining us once again, Richard Crowell. No drama. It's always a pleasure. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.